2: Hi guys, it's Jess and Andrew, and we're just giving you a little warning before the show starts. I'm going to be swearing quite a bit. Uh, if you got kids or anything like that, maybe don't let them listen to me. I'm a bad influence.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you're driving around in the car or something, just maybe throw on some headphones or maybe save this episode for another time. Thank you. Enjoy the show, fellas. Let's get to uh... it.
2: Hello, I'm Jess. And I'm Andrew And
1: welcome to Musicals with Cheese A podcast where I try to get Andrew to like musical theater Andrew, what are we covering today?
2: (laughs) Uh, So we're just going to watch The Muppets We're watching the original Muppet movie Wow Um, It's going to be great I feel like this has never
1: been on stage before How does this fit our our oeuvre?
2: It doesn't at all Not even a little bit But we're going to talk about it anyways
1: for spacious skies for amber waves of grain for purple mountains majesties above the and plain America America
0: God shamed. Jess
2: has seen every Muppet movie <laughs> uh, apparently in existence <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this was something <laughs> I did not know until I actually looked at
1: the list of Muppet movies.
2: <laughs> yeah, apparently he's seen every Muppet movie, uh, the television movies, and the direct-to-video releases.
1: This was... It's not like I was a huge Muppet fan. This is just stuff I've accumulated over my 20-plus years of life.
2: <laughs> yeah, so he he's a... Uh, He's actually more knowledgeable on this subject than I am. And I'm the one that wanted to talk about this movie.
1: It's strange. I I, like don't have any like deep seated love for the Muppets. I just know an obscene amount about them.
2: (laughs) All right. Give us one Muppet fact before we start.
1: Um, Jim Henson died because he's a Christian scientist and refused to go to a doctor. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) Christian science is bullshit, guys.
2: I think this oddly ties into our previous episode.
1: (laughs) But yeah, um, basically he had something relatively curable. Then he refused to go to a doctor because Jesus would save him. And then he died.
2: (sighs) Have you guys ever noticed that Jesus is actually not a doctor?
1: Yeah, you know, like it's the old saying, like a guy is drowning and he said, Jesus will save me to a that was passing by. Then he gets up to he- heaven and he said, why-, why didn't you save me, Jesus? And he's like, I sent you a boat, you idiot! <laughs> oh my god. I gave you doctors, you moron! <laughs> All right, so The Muppet Movie is a 1979 musical road comedy film and the first theatrical film starring the Muppets. It was directed by James Frawley and produced by Jim Henson. The film's screenplay was conceived by The Muppet Show writers Jerry Joel and Jack Burns. So this was the first Muppet Movie, which is strange. Like, it still feels very much TV with, like, very slight adjustments upward.
2: Jess kermit rides a bike (laughs) and he plays banjo this is huge stuff jess okay puppets can't do that because i don't know if you knew this puppets actually don't have legs what yeah they don't no legs now audrey too makes sense it's yeah
1: you know what? After seeing Audrey Two and all that, this this as incredible as this stuff probably was at the time. Seeing Kermit ride a bicycle, believe it or not, isn't that interesting to watch?
2: I I think it's still charming, though.
1: Oh, this film is full of charm. Like I'm not saying this film has is charmless or anything like that. Yeah, but I don't think it's my uh, favorite Muppet movie either.
2: Well, I'm sure you have a lot to choose from, so. <laughs>
1: Um, So, the plot of the Muppet movie is it basically depicts Kermit the Frog as he embarks on a cross-country trip to Hollywood, California. Along the way, he encounters several of the Muppets who all share the same ambition of finding success in professional show business, while being pursued by Doc Hopper, an evil restauranter with intentions of employing Kermit as a spokesperson for his frog-leg business. The songs were written by Paul Williams and Kenneth Asher. And Paul Williams also did the music for Phantom of the Paradise, which is a film I'm a very big fan of. The Muppet Show was created by Jim Henson and a bunch of other people, including Frank Oz. Um, let's talk about that for a bit. The, or- the Muppet Show? Yeah, the original Muppet
2: Show. It's time to meet the Muppets?
1: At the Muppet Show tonight.
2: I uh, I do really like the Muppet Show. Uh, it's just a, it's a fun show to watch. Uh, it's like one of those shows that's aimed at kids, but it's just so genuine that you could just kind of tune into it. And it's just so pure charm, pure charm. You know,
1: I don't think it's aimed at kids. I think it's aimed at everyone, but kids are allowed to watch it as well. Like I don't think it alienates adults because who, I liked the Muppet show mostly because it brought in a bunch of Broadway stars. It would bring in the Ethel Mermans and the Joel Grays of the world
2: to come and sing their Broadway standards. Yeah, yeah, they they have all sorts of guests. They didn't really discriminate. They're just like, yeah, you want a guess? Let's go.
1: Yeah, and that was what <laughs> made that show so versatile.
2: Um, they like, did a lot of music numbers, and they uh, there was just so many different characters. And I love the the how it's framed, where it's just the Muppets are trying to run this show, <laughs> and uh, they always are just failing miserably. <laughs>
1: And that's almost like how the Muppet movie is, where they're just trying to get through this movie and it's failing miserably. (laughs) They whip out the script a few times.
2: That's basically just the Muppet uh, (laughs) shtick is just they can't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) They try really
1: hard, but everything falls apart. Yeah, and the best part is that <laughs> no one, except for maybe Statler and Waldorf, are cynical or mean about it. It's just happenstance, fall
2: apart. Yeah, I mean their their whole thing is that they just hate the Muppets.
1: <laughs> uh, I think we're a Statler and Waldorf sort of show.
2: You think so? I don't think so. We're, we're too positive all the time. Yeah, we love La La Land. We have a lot of positivity here. <laughs> Um
1: Jim Henson I... is a brilliant man and the fact that he was able to make a media empire out of these puppeteering characters is remarkable. And the fact that he stuck with them toward pretty much the bitter end is also remarkable as well.
2: And he did a lot of great stuff. And he did a lot for uh for like practical effects in general. Uh you know, like there's other movies that will use things from Jim Henson. Mm-hmm. Uh like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, for example. And, of course, a little shop of horrors. Uh, um, that, that's not really relevant, Jess.
1: Okay. <laughs> 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 and I always appreciated his always making sure that there was music involved in everything he did. Why, why? There are there so many songs? about rainbows and what's on the other side rainbows
2: are visions
1: but only
2: illusions
1: and rainbows have nothing to hide so rainbow connection let's chat about that song i love
2: rainbow connection
1: i love that it's a song about how god is dead and that disney is full of shit.
2: I don't think it's about how God is dead, Jess. I think you're being a little bit too cynical with this one. I don't. (laughs) It's about how he doesn't believe in magic, but he still believes in dreams.
1: He believes in efforts, basically. Like, what's so amazing that keeps us starting gazing? It's like, he believes in effort as opposed to just sitting around waiting.
2: Yeah. But at the same time, he just sits no, he around and he gets off waits. his ass, rides a bike all the way down to Hollywood. Only because uh, fucking what's-his-name shows up and tells him to do it. Tom DeLuise. <laughs> yeah. What is he doing there?
1: I don't know. I can't help but not think of this song as a direct response to Disney's When You Wish Upon a Star.
2: It. I mean, I can see that. Because, like, Cause, like Disney, Disney's always been just about, like, oh, just believe hard enough and stuff will happen.
1: Right, and this is very much like... Um, like, I know a lot of people get really emotional about Rainbow Connection, but they don't quite listen to the lyrics.
2: I think even if you... I think it's even more emotional if you do listen to the lyrics, honestly. It's very cynical lyrics, though. It's, it's not cynical lyrics, though. The lyrics are about... Uh, um, how you can achieve your dreams if you just like put enough effort into it, yeah,
1: but then it's like, why are we looking at the s- the sky? What do you think's gonna happen it
2: that's that's like you don't know what's gonna happen. you just go for it, you know it's
1: I love the song, I'm not disagreeing, <laughs> but it's just like I left it with a different impression than a lot of people.
2: you're just looking at it in like the most negative way possible it's it's very much a way to open a film. I'll say that. I think that uh, it really sums up the entire feel of the film. And it's, I think it's a great opening song because of that.
1: And I agree with that. And then Dom DeLuise comes and says that Kermit should go
2: to Hollywood. Um, and he's right. I mean, I, Kermit should be. <laughs> what is he doing in the swamp? <laughs> um, he was looking for his
1: way out of the swamp and to not run into alligators. OK,
2: where did Kermit get the banjo?
1: <laughs> I just assumed he made it.
2: It doesn't look like he made it.
1: Maybe they explained it in Kermit's Swamp Years, the direct-to-DVD prequel. (laughs) But I (laughs) it's a thing that actually exists that I have watched. Jess,
2: did they explain it? I don't think so. Okay, well then why are you speculating on this? I know you've seen the movie.
1: I don't remember it very well, but I know I've seen it.
2: Okay, so so Kermit gets on his bike and he starts riding. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And eventually he comes to a CD bar and runs into a stand-up comedian, who is also a bear. Ah, waka waka. <laughs> uh, Fozzie Bear, as performed by Frank Oz. And they do
2: a little dance number. I love the little dance number.
1: But the thing I love most is Paul Williams of Phantom of the Paradise is playing the piano for their dance number. Really? Yeah. I like I he's a he's one of the cameos that really shouldn't be a cameo cuz it's not like many people know who he is. But I'm like, "Ah, Paul Williams."
2: Well, he's there for you, Jess. He's there for uh, probably the audience of our show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and he plays them off basically and Kermit does his own stunts and it's like a fun sequence. And they dance no, and you're great. like, "Where are the
2: strings?" <laughs> it's great. It's so great. I love this movie. <laughs> oh, that.
1: And then they get into a studebaker and they drive off and sing, um, the most memorable travel song that probably ever will be in existence. Pinox once, let's reach out and grab it. Yeah. together we'll nab it. We'll hitchhike, bus, or yellow cab it. Cab it, moving right along. through and fancy free. Getting there is half the fun.
0: Come share it with me. Moving right
2: along. Okay, uh,
1: I don't know. Why we talk about it was uh... like when I got to moving right along. I realized I got the same feeling I got when I first watched lame Miz.
2: Yeah, and what's that?
1: Um, it felt like a film where none of the main characters could sing.
2: Why are you saying Les Mis when you should be saying La La Land?
1: <laughs> no, because Kermit could actually dance.
2: Oh, right. I'm just kidding. I actually really like La La Land. Just, I, we're going to keep bringing that up because half our audience is from that. <laughs>
0: I
1: don't know. Do you think that this film is a romance between Kermit and Fozzie Bear? Not, like, romantic romance, but, like, a grow-together bromance, basically?
2: Yeah, but there is also a romance between Kermit and uh, Mrs. Piggy. Yeah,
1: but I feel like that's nowhere near as developed as Fozzie and Kermit.
2: There, it, I mean, I think there is some development with that, but just not... Not as much. Not that much. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so then they pick up Gonzo and his chicken wife. Oh,
2: Gonzo. I love Gonzo. I've never liked Gonzo. See, I've always loved Gonzo. Gonzo. I think the reason I've never liked Gonzo is because of a song that comes later in this where we are subjected to him singing for (laughs) way too long.
1: See, I think the first Muppet movie I saw was Muppets from Space. Which is literally. I all think that's the first
2: one I've seen as well.
1: All about Gonzo, so I always like saw him as like
2: surrogate main character. He's not though. He, he is really not. He isn't,
1: and he works much better as a side character. I now know. He,
2: he works much better as a character without any songs.
1: <laughs> but I don't think I don't even like him that much in this movie. I feel like he, he didn't really do anything funny
2: he floated away on some balloons i think that's
1: about it like
2: yeah he had a chicken wife okay gonzo is a character that should they should just give to sesame street and say you can have him <laughs> and the muppets get rid of him just take him off our hands okay you see that's I, my opinion i
1: love gonzo but i just feel like he's not well utilized in this movie
2: i mean i guess yeah he's he's really not used for anything i, I think he's just there because they had to have him there
1: I think he's much better used in the Muppets in 2011 and Muppets Most Wanted. I feel like they used him much better there. So let's talk about when they stop at a fair, run into a bunch of um, cameos, and Kermit meets eyes with the love of his life.
0: Never before have two souls joined so freely and so fair for me this is the first
2: time and the last is this an angel's wish for men never before never before
1: frank uh sang this song like his heart depended on it (laughs) they were originally gonna have i think um, some big singer come and sing it like just dub it over as like a pop song but then they thought Frank Oz's rendition as Miss Picky was so hilarious that they kept it
2: I like this song I think it's funny uh,
1: right move I think they made the right
2: move there <laughs> it's <laughs> hilarious oh, I want to skip a few like, of the story beats I want to talk about the next song Three, four.
0: there's no
1: limitation four, four. to mixin' and matching. Some get an it, itching for a critter
0: they've been scratching. A skunk was badgered. The results were strong. I hope that something better. I hope that something better. I hope that something better comes along. With, well,
1: they're
2: on their date. Uh, and the date falls through because w- what happens? Like Kermit gets kidnapped. No, no. Miss Piggy uh, gets kidnapped. Miss Piggy gets kidnapped. You're right. You're right. K- Miss Piggy gets kidnapped by the villain that we have not mentioned a single time. We mentioned him um, in the
1: plot synopsis. We don't need to. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, but I fucking love this song. <laughs> Between Ralph and better. Kermit. I love this song so much. <laughs> I'm no high fits, but I get by. <laughs> oh. But what's your thoughts on this song, Jess? Uh, indifferent.
1: The best You're part is the last line, which is I've never seen a man so green, have the blue so bad.
2: Well the whole thing is like uh is like puns and, and uh I love it when they when like <laughs> uh whenever he mess uh Rolf messes something up and he just is like uh Oh, sorry about that. (laughs) I I don't know. Oh, I love this song. Okay, this is end of story. Great. You see, my favorite song is actually the next one.
0: Can you picture that? Can you picture that?
1: (laughs) Can you picture that? Can you picture that? Only because it sounds like the Fraggle Rock theme. Ah, uh,
2: it does sound like the Fraggle. You're right. Like it, you're sure, yeah, you're right. Anytime I hear it, I'm like, is that the fucking Fraggle Rock theme? Well, the the intro to it is a lot different because like Fraggle Rock, you got that, but down, 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 or something like that.
1: Yeah, but when I hear the Kenny picture that, I just hear down to Fraggle Rock.
2: You're right. That was like almost identical. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not to be like negative, they ripped themselves off, but it's like <clears throat> it was just like ah, oh! maybe familiarity
2: maybe uh, they hired a electric mayhem to write the fraggle rock theme you know what
1: I'm down for that That, that that's my <laughs> new head canon
2: Dr. Teeth uh, in there singing the fraggle rock theme
1: <laughs> so that's my just, favorite song it's just it kills it makes me feel happy when I hear it
2: I don't think it has any plot relevance at all none nothing with the electric mayhem really does no uh, they need the van Yeah, but they just read
1: the script and showed up. Come on.
2: Okay, which is
1: hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My favorite line in the entire film is when they paint up the Studebaker to look rainbow.
0: And there, yeah.
1: Fozzie's like, I don't say? know how to thank you. And Kermit's like, I don't know why to thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this looks familiar, vaguely familiar, almost unreal yet. It's too soon to feel yet. Close to my soul, and yet so far away, I'm going to go back there someday.
2: Can we talk about Gonzo's song for like half a second, please? And just like
1: So they get trapped in the middle of the desert, and Gonzo looks at the sky, and earlier in the film he had been um, flying on balloons, and he's like, I want to go up in the sky again
2: yeah that's that's literally the whole thing that's that's the whole that's the entire what the song is about uh and it's awful and i hate it i
1: don't hate it but i can understand why everyone else would hate it if that makes sense
2: why don't you hate it jess is it do you just love gonzo that much i
1: don't know i just didn't hate the way he
2: sang it it's bad. That's all I can say. I hate it. I
1: don't know. It's, I feel like it's no worse than moving right along in the singing voice department.
2: I think moving right along has a lot more charm to it, whereas this one just has, like, no charm, no plot relevance, it's poorly sung, it's like, I just, I want it to end, and I hate it.
1: <laughs> Alright, so there. then we don't have many songs for the rest of the show.
2: Well, you got the the last song that I, I like a lot. Mm-hmm.
1: But first, they meet Orson uh, Welles.
2: <laughs> okay, which is funny.
1: It's funny because Orson Welles is that peak, like, I can't stop eating.
2: Uh, and he also gives them <clears throat> big movie contract or something like that?
1: No, it was like the usual famous, rich and famous d-
2: contract. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I really like the last song. The last song is charming as fuck. Like,
1: Life's like a movie, write your own ending. Keep believing, keep pretending. We've done just what we've set out to do. Thanks to the lovers, the
0: dreamers, and you.
2: They tried to recreate this, this final moment in so many of the other Muppet movies and that they have not succeeded.
1: I mean, I agree. I feel like it's magic. Like, this is the only time in the film where it, like, feels magical and, like, touches your heart and all that. Yeah, like,
2: I remember in, like, the new Muppet movie, they had a part where all of them came out and sang Rainbow Connection, but it's just, it just feels like... A cash grab or, or something like that. It's just it doesn't feel genuine. Right. It doesn't feel earned. This is the this is the one time that it feels earned.
1: Yeah, I, I don't don't disagree. Good song.
2: Jess, how about we we bring up uh, something that would be interesting to our audience here? Uh, do you want to talk about the uh, musical structure of this? Shit, man. Because <laughs> we've done that in a, we did that with uh with some of our other ones. There's not,
1: this does not have a musical theater structure to it, though. It's very interesting how it does. Very much like La La Land, this is not as much a musical as much as it is a movie with songs.
2: Yeah. And I think I desperately tried to make that distinction in the La La Land episode. <laughs> desperately. Uh, to no avail. <laughs> to no avail. <laughs> <laughs> um, so i use this as proof that you can make a really good movie with songs that is not a musical but
1: let's be clear uh, that the structure. muppets main goal isn't to tell a story it is to convey jokes in the funniest way possible
2: you're right you're right it is a different a different goal
1: which is an entirely different brand like I was, yes. as much as you like to try to convince me that La La Land was a not a musical but a movie with songs, it doesn't fit that. It wants to be a musical so badly. Where this one just wants to be a movie where you have these animated, so to say, characters um, that just feel so larger than life that sometimes they have to sing.
2: Uh, I suppose so. I'm just saying that,
1: like the Nightmare Before Christmas, that's it, a great it can film. Happen, you know? It can't happen, but it's not a musical. It, it,
2: magic can can happen, Jess. Then why are we talking about it, Jess? <laughs> because it is interesting to talk about. I like the Muppets. I love the Muppets a lot, and I like, I do love the Muppets, and I like the music. I think this <laughs> <laughs> cut the cut this whole thing. Cut everything. <laughs> cut it all. This this episode's trash. All right, I like this. Put it in the overall. dumpster. Uh,
1: Hey guys, sorry to interrupt you in the middle of the podcast, but we're here to shill at you! Yay!
2: <laughs> that's my favorite thing to do. That's, that's, my, uh, that's my game.
1: All right. Please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a review. It's our way of getting viewed and getting up there on the new and noteworthy list. We really want that. Also, find us on Spotify, Stitcher, and all the other podcast websites.
2: Uh, check us out on Twitter at Cheesy Musicals,
1: and on Instagram at Musical Theater
2: Lives. YouTube, Musical Theater Lives.
1: And please, if you have any questions, recommendations, thoughts, or just anything that you want to say at us, email us at musicaltheaterlives at gmail.com. We always read them and we will respond. We'll probably respond to them on the show. Also, a reminder that we are currently having a raffle for anyone that is going to leave us a review on iTunes. If you leave a review, you'll be automatically put into a raffle for a $20 Amazon gift card. So... If you uh, leave a review, you have a chance to win.
2: And you're very likely to win because there's barely any reviews just letting (laughs) you know. Exactly.
1: So thank you for listening, and let's get you back to
2: it. Let's get you back to it.
1: Is it weird that I thought that Kermit doesn't
2: sound right in this movie? (laughs) It, he sounds more right than he usually does he's voiced by his actual I actor.
1: know but I'm so used to like impersonators of Jim Henson that I'm not used to Jim Henson
2: I I think Kermit sounds best when he is Jim Henson though
1: cause I think I grew up mostly on Muppets Christmas Carol and Muppets from Space and the Muppets 2011 and Muppets Most Wanted and then now going back to Jim Henson it's like ah it's an impersonator <laughs> you feel less animated
2: Jim Henson just does a really bad Jim Henson impression I gotta say <laughs>
1: you just sound like some hippie stoner from the 60s <laughs> who'd like playing
2: with sock uh, puppets. all right let's talk about the cameos namely uh, Steve Martin
1: um, yeah let's talk about the cameos and the humor all together um, before we talk sure. about the cameos let's just talk about what is your favorite running joke throughout it because I've got a couple
2: that's t- Let me hear yours first. Let me hear yours first. All right.
1: So my favorite running joke, and I had watched this only once when I was really young, and I watched it again like two days ago, and I laughed my ass off on the bringing back of the myth um, joke, if you remember that one from the bar, and then it comes back when he's talking. Yes. That's just the myth. Yes. <laughs> 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 I lost my shit okay. laughing because i didn't expect it
2: oh there was like that one running joke um where they like there's like what the fuck was it they like pronounce some weird thing uh no 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 it's a book and everyone's getting advice from this fucking weird guy and i forget what the fuck his name was and i always thought that was funny but then there's it's like a, a reference to a book then there's a joke that
1: i really didn't feel work which was the read my lips thing in the very very opening of the sh- film
2: the read your lips
1: thing where it's like kermit says read my lips and then dom DeLuise replies read my lips about something else and i'm like Ugh, that feels cringy
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, hari krishna
1: oh yeah um i'm
2: that's my that's what i want
1: i'm looking for i feel lost have you tried harry krishna (laughs) and it just keeps showing
2: up all the time
1: (laughs) yeah that's a good joke
2: i like that joke i think that was my favorite running but
1: then there's another running gag that just kind of makes me sad which one was that um i don't remember the muppet character's name but the jack like that just really wants to go to hollywood (laughs)
2: Oh, uh, his name is, uh, Sweetums. Yeah,
1: Sweetums, he just wants to go to Hollywood really bad. And then he can't catch up with
2: them. Guys! Guys! Oh, come on, guys! I just want to go to Hollywood! Uh, I used to think he was the scariest thing in the whole fucking world when I was a little kid.
1: (laughs) He's the only Muppet that's, like, human-sized.
2: He's, like, human-sized, and he actually looks, like, terrifying. Uh... There was a there's a ride in Disney World where I used I used to go to Disney World like every year with my family, and I refused to go into the Muppet thing because there was a walking uh, uh, person Sweetums that would come out, and I thought he was the scariest thing in the whole fucking world. So,
1: you see, I think that this movie isn't as good as the other movies because it's lacking my three favorite Muppet characters.
2: And which ones are those?
1: It doesn't have enough Swedish chef. It doesn't have enough Sam Eagle and it doesn't have enough Gonzo.
2: See Swedish chef, I think is someone that only works in small doses though. And I think that Swedish chef actually does have some good parts in this one. He
1: has like three lines.
2: I know. And I think that they're pretty good.
1: You see, the right use of Swedish Chef is in The Muppets 2011, where they know to give him something funny in the background, but always have him
2: around. But you don't want to have him in it too much, because he does get kind of annoying.
1: I disagree. <laughs> you can never have too much Swedish Chef.
2: Okay, whatever. I I always appreciate at the very end when he says, uh, the flame is okie-dokie. <laughs>
1: I'm sure it's offensive to some group, but I find him hilarious.
2: Look, the Swedes are white. No one cares.
1: (laughs) But also, like, there's nowhere near enough Sam Eagle. Sam Eagle is great.
2: Um, Doesn't he? He doesn't sing the America song, does he? No, Fozzie does. Fozzie sings that. That is odd that he doesn't do it. I mean, I'm sure
1: Ralph fans are really happy that Ralph is in this as much as he is, but I
2: love Ralph. I think Ralph is a really great uh great character that's underutilized actually, and I think he is used very well in this one. I think he is, and I
1: agree he's underutilized in more modern interpretations like he's really done a disservice in the
2: 2011 Muppets. He's like barely in that. He's got one of the better jokes though. <laughs> he's a I think he's a I think he was one of Jim Henson's favorites, and then no, like no one else cares about him. <laughs> so I think that's why he's in this more.
1: That makes sense because he Jim H- he Jim l- Henson performs as Ralph.
2: Yeah, I think he was like one of the original Muppets too,
1: or at least one of the original voices.
2: But I think a, a piano playing dog is just great.
1: <laughs> a blues dog, specifically a blues <laughs> playing piano.
2: Dog. Yeah, it's just. It's it's just fantastic. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so let's talk about the cameos.
2: Let's talk about the cameos. So we brought
1: up in our Little Shop of Horrors video that cameos can distract from a film's narrative. Whereas I feel like in this one it doesn't, it kind of lends to it like yeah, they can be distracting, but they're
2: fun. I think I I was uh, I said that in Little Shop it was not that distracting to me. I think in this one, there is one in particular that is a lot more distracting than it should be, and... Uh, Which one is that? Uh, it's uh, Steve Martin. Really? He's so fucking weird. <laughs> he's just... He shows up in the scene. He's
1: Muppet racist. What do you want?
2: Is he, though? Like, what... I, I really don't actually know what he was going for. He's like... He's like a rude but not rude like waiter that's like trying to be fancy but not and I I, I don't know it, it made, doesn't make sense to me it's kind of weird
1: <laughs> yeah see that one's not the one that distracted me the most mine was um, Richard Pryor
2: <laughs> I oh jeez I think I forget which one he did he
1: gave them the balloons he's like oh, I'll have one balloon oh yeah he's like why don't you take two <laughs> okay <laughs> Um, yeah, I'll tell uh, yeah. I'm like, oh god, that, the delivery on that is just so strange.
2: Well, he wanted him to float. What was the goal? Definitely, yeah.
1: <laughs> <sighs> I d- As I said, I, I don't have else to say. much to say about the Muppets.
2: <laughs> I think we said a lot about the Muppets. We've been talking about them for 45 minutes. What did you think of... Uh, of the actual writing of the music and all that
1: i don't th- it's easy it is easy writing music like very much like disney style before disney like got lazy <laughs> are,
2: you, are you saying you thought it was easy or you I think it's easy listening it's
1: easy listening and very simplistic melodies
2: yeah but i think when you have uh, people singing in a. Voices that are not their own, it works better to do that.
1: Oh, 100%. I'm not saying it's bad, but I've heard way too many covers of Rainbow Connection for me to not, like, listen to the lyrics very clearly and be like, eh, you know.
2: Do you think it's too poppy?
1: You know what? I like the fact that it's poppy. I don't dis... Like, most times I do dislike it, like, especially in Greatest Showmen, where it's, like, really um, embraced. But here I think it's it's effective. I think it is effectively done for the characters that we're telling in this, like, narrative.
2: And, and you know what? We haven't spoken about the actual uh, narrative, like, villain and stuff like that. But the villain um, is I like, just a mustache twirler. I like it, though. I think, because he, he's literally, his job is to kill Kermit's species and feed them to people. And he just wants Kermit to dance for him. Do you really think that actually is all he wants, though? I
1: don't know. He he made the advertisement with his face on it. I feel like
2: after he's done with Kermit, he would kill him and, and eat his legs. I don't know. I like how it's resolved by animal turning giant.
1: <laughs> that is the, like I saw this when I was really young. And the one thing I retained from that watch was animal becoming giant.
2: Every single time I watch this, I'm surprised that that happens. Really? And I don't know why. I'm just like, where did that come from? I I don't remember that.
1: I love (laughs) Beaker and Bunsen burner, like, so much, so I'm just like, ah, you guys are in this movie,
2: finally! I don't like Beaker. What? What's wrong with you? Do you not have a soul? I don't like Beaker. He's annoying.
1: me, 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 me.
2: Yeah, it's an, that's annoying, Jess. I feel like this is the most
1: unstructured podcast we've ever recorded. Someday we'll find it,
2: the rainbow connection, the lovers, the dreamers, and...
1: Andrew, what is your overall thoughts on the Muppet movie and your cheese rating?
2: Uh, I really like the movie. I love the Muppets. There's some fun music in it. I'd be lying if I'd say I don't listen to the music sometimes just because I want to. Uh, And uh, my cheese rating? I mean... It's hard not to give something like this like a you know like a sharp cheddar or something like that because it is it is just that cheesy it's like a deep cheese the whole thing
1: <laughs> I'd give it a rich so, nacho cheese like fancy oh, nacho yeah. cheese like it drizzles all over it
2: like the whole thing is just pure cheese and uh it's intentional and uh, it's appreciated uh, and I love it Jess what do you think
1: I love this movie but I don't think it's my favorite Muppet movie. Like, I have a really deep appreciation for the more recent ones, like, especially Muppets Most Wanted, which I feel is criminally underrated.
2: Do you rate Muppet movies on a different scale than you rate other movies?
1: That's a weird question.
2: <laughs> like, like you say it's not your favorite Muppet movie, but, like, are you saying that as in some people say, like, oh, it's not my favorite kids movie, like, kids movies are lower than other movies by default? You know what I mean?
1: I'm not saying it's lower than other movies by default, but it is a very different genre than anything we've covered previously, is
2: more what okay. I'm saying.
1: Like, as far as Muppet movies go, like, they're kind of a category on their own. Like, there's no other film that has as much specific qualities as a Muppet movie.
2: I think you're right about that. So I think that this that is fair.
1: Like, I don't think I can have even a fair comparison to, like, even any other films that are equally as comedic. Like, even comedy films like Airplane that are just as goofy don't quite have the same tone and aesthetic feeling as The Muppets. You're right. And in a world where Muppets Most Wanted and The Great Muppet Caper and Muppets Christmas Carol still exist, I can't rate this as number one. Okay.
2: Uh, One other question for you, Jess, since uh, do you think that this should ever be adapted into a stage show.
1: It would be really hard.
2: It would be really hard. I agree.
1: I don't think it would be a practical choice at all.
2: I think I'd love I would love to see it, though.
1: I don't know. I think I would love to see, like, a concert with the Muppets singing all the songs. I think that would be the best way to do this, where you could have the puppeteers being as cool as they can singing the songs with the puppets yeah yeah and i think the only way a stage musical ever could have existed is if jim henson were still alive
2: you're probably right about that
1: and since he's dead that won't ever happen we're lucky we got the amount of movies we have
2: yeah thanks christian science <laughs> all right uh thank you guys for uh listening to our uh drunken uh rambles about the muppets Um, make sure to uh, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher uh, for it's Musical Cheese Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Cheesy Musicals, Instagram Musical Theater Lives, YouTube same thing and uh, hit us up with an email at uh, MusicalTheaterLives at gmail.com and uh, we will, uh, well Jess will respond to you and uh, I'll pretend that I did
1: Also be sure to follow our cover art artist Jolene Casco at instagrams at jolene casco she did an amazing job on our thing and it looks very nice also we're still running the contest for reviews on itunes thank you guys for listening i'm jess and i'm andrew and we'll see you next time on musicals with cheese